Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I really don't know what I'm doing today. Hold on to your socks, because Pete <laughs> Donaldson and Luke Moore are here with the Luke and Pete show. Yeah. And I'm jumping straight in, because I think Pete looks a little bit socially confused. Right, yeah, I am a little bit, to be honest. I'm a little bit, um, I'm going to say ragged. I didn't really sleep that well last night. But yeah. I'm, I'm back on top, because in the reception at uh, uh, the office. Ramble slash Stakhanov HQ, um, I um, picked up a free Lara bar, the original fruit and nut bar. Two dates, nine almonds, half an apple, and then just cinnamon. <laughs> Sandwich cinnamon. They've not done... Um, <laughs> they've, they've tell you what, they've seen you come in. All you've got to do is leave a free one on the reception and you're talking about it on the show. Hey, if you, exactly. Oh, no. It doesn't they, taste very nice. I had one yesterday. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's very dry. What, is that why there's none of them Those left over, yeah. today? Fantastic. Yeah. How have you been, Luke? You all right? Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, pretty good, thanks. Um, slowly acclimatising back to UK time, or as we call it these days, GMT. Yeah, um, because red mother time. What's going to happen is, I'm, yeah, I'm going to get conditioned back to London time, mm. and next Friday I'm flying back to the US again. So, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Thanksgiving, aren't you? It's tough Where old, you can tough enjoy old the, life, the, the classic uh, uh, d- two dates, nine almonds, half an apple, and cinnamon pie. And a partridge <laughs> in a pear tree. Oh, you must be so excited, slash exhausted. Look how excited I am. <laughs> on, I'm, up, I'm really happy to go. I love going every year, yeah. I put on so much weight in a week. I don't know how I managed to do it, but... Uh, oh, I know you managed to do it. I can tell you if you want. Well, I don't know how to do it. Drinking. Drinking. Eating food. Yeah, baby. I also, um, last night, I, I ate quite healthily throughout the day. Had my uh, dinner in the Hard Rock Cafe because I can't get enough of that American food experience. What, in London you did that? Yep. Went to a comedy show downstairs in the Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> it was pretty good. It had that guy on who uh, is like an African, like a, um, a jokey African dictator. And he's been doing that uh, that gig for ages. He's been doing that um, act Character for years. Is, yeah. It's really good. I can't f- I'm sorry, I forget his name because it's like General something or other. Is his name um, Lara Bar? Because <laughs> you remember it could that. Be General Lara Bar. Yeah. Uh, um, tell you what, if, this is, that comedian's listening and he wants you to remember his name. He needs to leave some kind of confection <laughs> in the office. General Lara Bar <laughs> is in the new Mandalorian now. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that everyone's getting very upset slash aroused about. Um, but he's been doing that act for years and then somebody on Channel 4 basically just nicked his act and did it. Right. Uh, and now it's a big. Um, it's a, it's a big show, so everyone in the comedic community get very upset about it. But he was good once again, uh, and I had some chicken wings and some fried prawns. Well, first of all, I mean, you, you've talked about you can't get enough of that American dining experience. Mm. 
the American people listening to this will be tearing their hair out, and right. I think I should speak on behalf of them by saying that eating in the Hard Rock Cafe is not an American dining experience. Uh, Sam, who does an excellent podcast about food for Stakhanov. Set um, meals. Set Might as well name check it. Nice. Yeah. No, what's, has he given me a free cereal bar? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Set meals. He uh, said, I said, look, Hard Rock Cafe, the wings are all right. He said, you know what, Pete, I agree. Uh, so that's all I need. The yeah. respect of a 24-year-old man. That's why he doesn't get more listeners. 24-year-old <laughs> um, <laughs> Welsh man. Sam, who, was, who accompanied <laughs> us on our, on our tour to the US, uh, which we got back from on Sunday, or Pete got back to it, got is back it, a bit later. Is, we'll he talk right? about a is he all right? Is he yeah, all right? His stomach, he's always been eating his pizza for Well, the thing is, weeks. one thing I didn't, exactly, the one thing I didn't realise about proper foodies is that, mm. so... They want to eat the same thing in variation, don't they? Well, they just they just don't want to stop eating. <laughs> like, we went to Chicago for a day, right? For a day. Yeah. And I understand. So my context of that would be, we're there for one dinner. I want to make sure it's a good dinner. Like, yeah. we were in Toronto for one day. Yeah. Let's yeah. get poutine, because mm-hmm. that's the thing. And we had mm-hmm. it, and it was great. Yeah. Sam won't think like that. Yeah. Set meal Sam will be SMS. SMS, yeah. Nice. SMS good. message will say... Right, I've got five hours in this town. <laughs> yes. I'm probably getting four restaurants and then have four meals. Honestly, yeah. well, before the Chicago show at Tally Hall, we call it. Um, I just went around the corner. I was just going to get some food, have a little stroll around. I don't know. I don't know this part of Chicago. Let's have a look around. So we walked around for a bit, um, and uh, I was with Sam and uh, Marcus and Jim, and I was actually just jumping in. This just little um, kind of uh, Mexican cafe. You know, all the mm. all the people look like they were from Mexico, or certainly South America, and they, they, were, they, were, they, were, they were all cooking some fucking soul food from from Mexico all the classic tacos nonsense right Taca, tacaria what they call it yeah. I don't know Mexican food at all and I hope that wasn't obscene I'm just letting Pete talk just letting Pete talk for a yeah. bit yeah. and I sat down and uh, and I, I just you know I had a hard chart I had um, all, 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 all the trimmings everything and uh, Sam went I bet, you're, I bet you do this sort of thing all the time don't you just walk into a place and eat it I go yeah because that's how normal, that's people, what normal eat. people do they yeah. don't fucking spend ages with their internet like looking for the most rated Highly rated thing on Instagram that people really like, and blah blah blah. blah, blah. Just eat your food, Sam. Yeah, and shut up. Yeah, and he will eat. But it. set meals is excellent. But he won't shut up. He won't. Shut and if he does shut up, it's bad because no, you've got it's a bad, terrible, terrible podcast. Yeah, but he got a lot out of it. I think just yeah. walking at me, going, "I want food. Food is in there. We're going in there." And he's like, "Going, ah, oh, this is a bit of me. This I like this." Yeah. He's like, "Yes, yeah, Sam. Exactly. Stick just with me, enjoy pal. it." So introducing the new host of Set Meals, Pete Dawson. <laughs> so I think on one end of the scale every, here... Every food should be a cube. <laughs> Tofu cube. <laughs> on one end of the scale here, we've got you, Pete, yeah. eating the Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah. And on the other end, we've got Sam. Yes. And people in the middle are normal people, presumably. <laughs> I guess so, On yeah. On, on MasterChef The Professionals, right. which is, and I'm going to say it, I don't care about your Dave Changs. I don't care about your chef's tables. Yes. MasterChef The Professionals with Marcus Waring and Monica Galletti. Mm-hmm. And I'll tolerate Greg Wallace. In small doses, yeah, is the premier, the finest, the Ooh. number one. Um, I suppose wings repeating on yeah, you. Wings um, back. food show in the UK, right? Okay, and it's on at the moment, yeah, and it's about a week and a half in. Mm. It's just so good. Yeah. I'll put this out to listeners now, and you can tell me I'm wrong. Hello at lukeandpeacher.com, but because we've been away for a week, the chances of us getting through all those emails are very, very slim, certainly mm. in the near future. But email in if you want and tell me I'm wrong. The skills test part of MasterChef to Professionals <laughs> is the finest feature on the finest show on TV at the moment. <laughs> it is so good. It is so unalloyed makes, and what, so... What makes it so good? Because there's no mucking around, mate. Right. There's no, there's no, none of this reality show sob story mm. kind of, this is what I'm going to do. fucking tea. My grandparent died, so yeah. now I'm singing a song for you. Please, Simon Cowell. 
approve me through your mental face yeah. and and give me a contract. Mm. It's get yourself in there, pal. You got 15 minutes. You got to prepare these razor clams <laughs> with a tomato and caper sauce in front of two of the five chefs in the world. Yeah, what you're made of. Right. It's exciting. Mm, it's, yeah. It reminds me of what football used to be like before the other stuff that came along with it. I would if someone gave me a razor clam. I'd probably try and wear it. I don't know what I'd do with it. <laughs> I just, I'd just be like, I, I don't even know what those look like oh, in the wild. Free typing. Thank <laughs> you very much. <laughs> anyway, I love MasterChef The Professionals. I'm all about that. But, Pete, all we right. should probably reference the fact that last week hmm. we went off-piste in a big way. So on Monday, oh. the show just gone. Yeah. And Thursday, a show a week ago, we did a show walking around uh, Manhattan and walking hmm. around Brooklyn. Definitely the future, isn't it? Feedback's don't, been don't, positive. Don't, don't eat a book of studio. Just have a walk around. Don't need emails. Have a walk around. I've had, so many, stroll. I've had so many emails about my lip balm. Oh, yeah. Which I then left on that. By the way. Did you leave on the plane? By the way. Right. So, oh, no. again, another thing. Pete, you left your laptop on the plane. Still, I've got it. I've had three emails from Chicago. Um, is it O'Hare Airport or maybe just Delta? Is it De- yeah, Delta uh, or United. Whoever it fucking was. I've had three emails. And like, every time I think, oh, they found it. And it's like, just we are still looking for your item. Fuck off. It's not hard to find, is it? It, just, it's, it was in the seat that I gave you. Yeah. It was in the pocket. I knew which seat I had. I left the plane. I walked past the point of no return by one yard. And I turned around and I saw an officious bastard on a fucking fold-out wrestler's chair. And I said, sir, I know I've just walked past you. But can I just go and get my laptop? I know exactly where it is. No, you can't, sir. You've got to go back round and check in. How can I check in, sir? I don't have a ticket. I just walked off one of your fucking planes. Yeah. Ah! Keep going. I don't think anyone wants you to stop. Ah! I kickstarted that laptop. Yeah. That laptop was from Hong Kong. And I get past the protests of Hong Kong to get to me. <laughs> it is my beautiful baby. And it was lost on a plane from fucking Toronto to Chicago. Ah! Whose fault is it? My fault! <laughs> Actually, it isn't. It's the fact that we had a stupid conceit that we designed ourselves to wear bathrobes so I had to bring a bathrobe around with me all the time and then my laptop could not fit in my bag so I had to go in my pocket. Yeah. And yes, it is a small enough laptop. And I... Uh, netbook. It is tiny. Yeah. It's tiny. It's like, it's like, a, it's like a, a, a laptop just for people with small hands. They wouldn't even let me in the embassy. In the US with the same, why. With the same network. And that face is why. The US. Yeah. It was just one big long con, wasn't it, Luke? Yeah. They just wanted to take my fucking laptop. They wanted to separate me from my laptop. Got like those kids on the fucking border. <laughs> fucking fuck you, America. Well, that said, I still have a visa. So please let me back in. Well, at time of recording. Yeah. Um, Pete, it was like a little laptop for people with small hands. about the kids? That probably, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I don't think yeah. you should compare the two things. No, I, oh, I'm not comparing the two things. I'm just, it came to my head and I slightly regret it. No, that's okay. Mm. Um, as long as you're repentant, that's, the, okay. that's kind of the main thing. But I was going to say, you know, because we know each other quite well. So when you lost your laptop, yes. you know me, I'm like a, and people listening won't be surprised to hear this, that I am like a relentless piss taker, but I'm also someone who like, probably gets quite pissed off if someone takes a piss out of me. Mm. So like, I don't like, I don't really like taking it as much. Yeah. But I've taken the piss out of you so much over the years right. that I can tell when I shouldn't be taking the piss out of you too much. Right. And um, because we had done like a couple of live shows, we've been traveling for like, essentially for six weeks by that point. Yeah. And we got through to baggage reclaim in Chicago and you announced that you lost your laptop. And you probably don't remember yeah. this, but I did like two jokes at your expense and I saw how pissed off you were. So I just stopped. 
Because I thought um, you were going to get angry about it. I, um, it I, 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 I genuinely wasn't that angry about it. It was my own stupid fault. It's but look, I was just going to say, though, and, and if it would be any consolation for you to know that um, I actually, on the, on the next flight, I left my um, book and my lip balm on the plane. Right, so, okay. So I had to go and buy a new... Did you, you kickstart that lip balm for 500 quid? It almost cost 500 quid, that lip balm. <laughs> it was very expensive, yeah, wasn't it? Um, but you know, the book I, I left was S.C. Gwynn, a.k.a. the the goat the of American history writing. Right. Um, he's got a new one out in hardback called Hymns of the Republic, which is amazing, about the final year of the US Civil War. And it's only out in hardback, and I had to buy it again, and it cost me £20. Oh, so never mind. we've all lost something there, haven't we? We have, yeah. Dignity. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, anyway, I think maybe because the feedback was good, mm. in the next few weeks, perhaps, if we can make it happen... Particularly, why, maybe... are we do... why are we doing this in winter? <laughs> yeah, true. No, I was thinking maybe we could go and, and do some more stuff out in the field, like yeah. with like secret agents. I'm up for that. I'm up for that. Pete, did, <laughs> you, did you see in the news this week that um, a 10-week-old abandoned puppy, right. um, which had a small secondary tail in the middle of its head... I just saw that this morning. It was on my favourite uh, Good Doggos uh, Twitter, Twitter yeah. page. Good Twitter page, Twitter, that. Yeah. Taken in by an animal rescue centre... Um, mm. Because it was given, it was given up. It is. I mean, why would you give that up? That is the cutest dog ever. I know, and it's got an extra tail in the middle of its head. I mean, dogs. It's a talking point. Dogs, dogs can. Um, yeah, just put. You, it's, you've got something to rest some spectacles on there. You put, put so a little cute. pair of shades on there. You could look like, um, like a like a promotional beer dog or something. I think they've called it Narwhal. Narwhal, why? Oh, because it's got a little, little tusk, basically. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and speaking of that. Um, I mean, it's a bit of a bit you of can, a. You can dock tails anyway, can't you? Idiots but do it. Apparently, they don't need to because there's nothing. There's no reason. To I do don't it. want my dog to have poo on his tail. The, but the general, I think the general thing is they always want to work with. They don't want to be invasive. They don't have to, do they? No. Um, but you know that. Um, speaking of narwhals, this is a quite a tenuous link, but I guess it's kind of similar. Um, did you see that beluga whale playing fetch with that boat? Mm. Was that that? What, didn't somebody say that it was that um, Russian one? That well, was that's there. the thing. So that's the ne- why that, that can't deal with um, life. So he's just trying to dick around with the humans. We just can't have nice things anymore, can we? Every time one of those stories... Limmy's got a good thread on it. Every time there's a nice, like, silly little dog video or something, he'll post, uh, that dog's actually quite distressed. And, yeah. You know, there's all this horse running through, like, a, a glade. Oh, I don't say the word glade enough. Yeah, Lovely, nice. enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we turn through a glade and it's like, oh, that dog is... Uh, that horse is distressed. His, uh, his mother has clearly been killed, so that's why he's running in that direction. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. But this beluga whale is playing fetch with a rugby ball with some South African, I think, marine biologist or something mm. like that. Apparently, it's possibly the same whale that was caught with that harness on, which is trained to be a spy. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. And now can't survive in the wild, so it's frantically asking... Or help trying to get food. Help. Because it doesn't know how to feed itself. Mm. But because it's got a smiley face and it's a whale, people are like, oh, look at it. Mm. Playing rugby. I'd be more annoyed that uh, marine biologists that saw fit to bring a rugby ball with them. South, they're, on, South they're, African, on a, they're on a fucking boat. South African, mate. Uh, th- that's one throw away from being in the sea and being another piece of pollution. Well, it wasn't a sea, but they had a whale to bring it back to them, didn't they? Well, good point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got lucky, clearly. Are we, um, are we taking that rugby ball? What happens if we lose it in the sea? Don't worry. There's beluga <laughs> whales out there. Um... I uh, was away with you, and um, I stayed, stuck around a little later on in... Um, uh, where, where did Zimbabwe come from? Actually, I know exactly where Zimbabwe came from. I'll tell you in a second. Uh, I popped it at Michigan, and uh, the, the... No, you went to this... Milwaukee. Yeah, Milwaukee. Why don't you not know where you've been? I'm fucking tired. You went from... Milwaukee. You've, you've gone Milwaukee. through Zimbabwe, Michigan, before you got to Milwaukee. <laughs> 
<laughs> I went up from Chicago. Beautiful little Amtrak train. They don't do trains very often in America, but when they do, oh, they do them right. That's lovely. Loads of room. Yeah. Loads of room. Yeah, uh, a lot of notable derailments as well. Went up, but carry went on. up there. Um, well, you, every time like you try and book an Amtrak train, it's always a bus. They always go, <laughs> yeah, we'll book that train for you, mate. And it definitely is on tracks. I mean, it can ride on tracks if it's just if it on tracks. It There's tracks. definitely a sitcom in that where you someone, some people that own a train company doesn't actually own any trains. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They just book another transport. Um, uh, and so I, I popped up for a couple of days and it was really fun. Everyone was lovely. And uh, and the first thing that people say is, what are you doing in um, Milwaukee? People sort of go, why are you here? Because nobody could have left for some reason. Yeah, our American promoter, when he found out you were moving on to Milwaukee rather than flying back to London, was... I'm going to say incredulous. Marcus did an excellent impression of him. Yeah. Uh, it was like, oh my God. No, he, he, he said, he said, this is Arnold. Milwaukee's but, great, man. No, he Milwaukee, said, he said, he said, Milwaukee's good, but it's not like you gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> Which is I brilliant. loved, I loved Arnold. He is my favourite man. <laughs> he is my new crush. I think he could be your dad. I think he could be a good sorry, sorry bad for you. I'd love a bit of that. I would yeah. love a bit of that. He's, yeah. uh, he's a wonderful kind of proper New Yorker kind of showbiz yeah. guy. Fantastic. Yeah. Really into Frank Zappa. Did you go to yeah. his office? I haven't been no. to go to his office. No. His office is like what you would imagine, like an office from the set, like a really messy office in the yeah. 70s. So loads of like old tour posters for like yeah. uh, mainly British acts, really, because he right. dealt with British, Billy Connolly and Eddie Azar and stuff like that. I, did, so. I didn't. I didn't get. Um, I didn't get to go to the office because I'm wheeled out to do you all do. the press. Yeah. Well, just don't be good. Um, I was watching American Gladiators in an arcade bar uh, briefly in Milwaukee. In Milwaukee. This is how you spent your leisure time. This is why you didn't make the show on Monday because you're watching American Gladiators in a bar in Milwaukee. Yeah, because I was having a bit of food. And, um, hard Rock Cafe, was it? It was not the Hard Rock Cafe, no, because um, I did two things. Um, strolled around, uh, went to, um, they've got like a mini version of the, um, oh, what's those big domes called? It's those kind of like uh, eco domes we've got in in Britain. Um, I know what you mean, yeah, I can't remember the name. In my head, I've got Caesar's Palace, but you know, I don't know why my brain is making weird connections. But on American uh, Gladiators from back in the 80s, there was this woman who was uh, taking part, and her name, no shit, was called... Her name was Zimbob Schwarzer. <laughs> right. Zimbob Schwarzer. That's her actual name. That's her actual name. Right. Uh, she goes as Zim Schwarzer, and uh, she, uh, she was actually a policeman, uh, until policewoman until she... Uh, she was head of the police, I think. Was she a she, contestant she got, on American Gladiators? She was a contestant. Yeah, she wasn't like Did she a, win it? Um, no, she managed to get, I think, Blaze or Bang or something off the with the cotton bud. She managed to knock knock him off. Um, uh, Zimbab- it's it's just getting harder and harder to try and interpret the things you're trying to say. Yeah, Zimbab Schwarzer. She took down Zap on the big cotton buds. Right. I don't know what the pugil sticks are called. <laughs> Thank you. I knew I you knew it. Sticks. I just don't want you to get away with it. Yeah. Uh, and then I watched some NFL. Uh, I have three uh, comments to make. Who's your NFL team? Well, it's it's of course now the uh, Green Bay Packers. <laughs> yeah, because that's, okay. that's you know who I saw. Yeah, and they look really. And although they seemed quite good, people were really talking them down. Right. You know when like Arsenal fans go, oh Arsenal rubbish, or yeah. Liverpool fans go, oh we're gonna lose. Yeah. And you're like. Yeah, you're still pretty fucking good, though, aren't you? Yeah. Dickhead. Yeah, in, in, in relatively speaking, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, like Green Bay Packers. Are what like. are your three observations? Um, one guy for the Panthers, who they were playing, had a completely reflective visor. That's great. And also a b- black balaclava, so he genuinely looked like something like a fucking halo. It's great. He looked so cool. Yeah, It was great. completely reflective. How is how are some people allowed that? Because if you've got the option, why aren't you fucking doing that? You He looked like a fucking robot. It was brilliant. Um, 
Why uh, do the helmets also have to be the same design? Are you allowed slight modifications to your helmet? I think you might be able to. I, th- I think. I mean, I'm so there was a big there legion was, of doom spikes. So there was a. There was a. <laughs> I don't think you can do oh, that. Okay, right. There was. A, there was a. I'm going to get this horribly wrong, and our American listeners are going to punish me for it, which is mm. fine. There was a player whose name I cannot remember. He went to Patriots for a bit. Mm. I think it's Antonio Brown. And he's now without a team. He's a bit of a problematic character. Right. But I think one of the issues was around the helmet he wanted to wear. Right. And they make refinements in them every year for safety reasons. Yeah. Which then meant I think he couldn't wear the one he wanted to wear and he got annoyed about it. So I think there is some kind of right. capability to change them slightly. Could you put little stickers on? Could you put what? Little stickers on, like the people from the Hard Rock Cafe, they got flair. Well, you say that. Um, in college football... Mm-hmm. They have merit stickers on their on their helmets. If they oh, do, do something, they? Good, they do they, something good, they stick it on, and, and one with more stickers is is that's the better. rather uh, juvenile. Wow, well, <laughs> they my are opinion. they are kids, mate. And I mean, I'll fight. I mean, I don't. I'll, I would kick in any eighteen year old football player. I've told it. They're great. They're tiny. Oh, you've tiny just oh, boys, aren't they? Oh, you've just tiny unveiled the plot for episode two hundred. <laughs> <laughs> um, the digital pitch markings, you know, like when you have like. Um, the quarters and what time it is kind of imprinted in the in the pitch. Yeah. Once it started to snow, that shit started wobbling around something yeah. chronic. It was really funny. I love that you've discovered NFL. And also, not an NFL-related one, but why does Spalding have the monopoly on basketballs and why do you never see anything with Spalding on in any other sense apart from on a basketball? Oh, that's kind of a batteries. That's kind of a batteries-included mm. kind of observation. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. I find a lot of American sports quite dull, so I hope we don't get a torrent of emails. So if you could just get together, find a spokesman, Send one let email. them email in. Spalding is almost certainly owned by Mike Ashley, no? <laughs> it sounds, it's definitely one of his brands, isn't it? It, yeah. it sounds like, it sort of be, like the Donay or yeah, whatever. Yeah, he absolutely yeah. piled in on. Um, I've got another story here, but we've got, we haven't got time. We've we got time, we've got break and do got some emails. breaks and stuff. I'll do it next week. Yeah, Rod Stewart's uh, model railway. That was one of them. Was yeah. yeah. it? Yeah. Yes! <laughs> yeah. Lovely. We're starting to, uh, you know... Come in sync. Like women on the periods. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. It's actually Miss Norma. Um, anyway, that was uh, the Luke and Pete Show ad break. Number one. We only have one in the Luke and Pete Show. So, uh, you know, count yourselves lucky. I'm going to get... Whinge um, bags. I'm going to get Katie. You're in such a fruity mood today. I'm going to get mm-hmm. Katie to do a load more ad breaks for us, I think. Okay. Some new jingles. Okie dokie. Yeah, she's she seems like... I mean, she's, she's new she's to the office. She's apparently very good. Oh, she's new to the office. <laughs> and I've heard good things about her. She, uh, she, she seems she to be needs, brilliant. So. She, needs pro- she needs projects. 
Yeah, I think so. She's very good. Um, she's emails, very good. hello at lukeandpeacher.com is the email address, as you all probably know by now. Yes. If you are listening to this episode for the first time, there is zero chance that you're still listening now. <laughs> so we are very much playing to the choir. Um, what have we got here? Oh, we've got something from Ben. Okay. And I quite like this. He says, uh, just listen to episode 199.65. The numbers are irrelevant, but thank you for letting us know. There was talk about parents undertaking the task of clearing out the loft. Mm. Now, I said that whenever I go and see my parents, it seems like they try and sneak things they've cleared out from the loft into my bags to take back with me because they don't want it anymore. And yeah. it'll normally be like a handful of old VHS videotapes or a old video games console or something like that yeah. um, and Ben says his dad seems to do this every year clean up the loft he said but when I was 16 in 2001 I ventured up into the loft of my parents house to retrieve some old toys I started having a look through some of the crap my parents kept up there and found evidence that my mum was married before she married my dad Oh, something my brother and I had no idea about Oh, so maybe the incessant loft clearing parents do to is to make sure any secrets of their life pre-children are destroyed and taken to the grave. Anyone else discover secrets of their parents' past? I'm sure our generation will, will have to do similar, but instead of a loft, it'll be a good old burning of past social media accounts. I've, I've um, told you before, found out I had a half-brother, found out my dad was married before, me mum, on yeah. the census. So On the census? How old yeah. were you at the time? 15? Yeah. Were you upset? Not really. I, I do roll with the punches. Yeah, I've noticed that. I don't really care about family. <laughs> For fuck's sake. It's their business, not my business. Well, Ben finishes by saying, I hope my dad clears the loft out before he leaves this world because I don't want to do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be uh, just your luck, Ben. What will happen yeah. is he'll die just the day before the scheduled clean-out. <laughs> That'll do. But do, I mean, I feel, feel like yeah. maybe we perhaps should give more airtime to the fact that you've got a secret half-brother. I mean, I don't know if I just want to leave yeah. that out there. Well, if you don't I've... want to talk about it, it's up to you, but... Well, there's nothing really to say. I found out, I, I looked on the census, I said this, I said this before on, on numerous podcasts, but... Have you? Uh, yeah, I think so. And, you know, I just saw on the census that my dad had been, Dad, you, you fucked this up, Dad. Because the census was like a big deal back in the day. You know, it comes every 10 years. Yeah, I have to say, Pete. a bit of an event. I have to say, the I've not really engaged with the census at anywhere near like the level no. that I thought I'd have to when I was a kid. Yeah, exactly. It's never happened. It, it was the big. It was a big. I it's kind of like quicksand, yeah. isn't it? A quicksand when you're at school. Yeah. You're fucking out. I'm gonna have to avoid that every day of my life. Pops. Never seen it since. Push pops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Went out with push pops. The old census, but yeah. I, I just so your dad filled dad. it in wrong, and you tried to correct him. Yeah. I said, Dad, you dickhead, you fucking filled it in wrong, you villain. And then I found out. Yeah. There you go. All right. There you go. Is, is this is this anything related to when your mate was interfered with by Rod Hull? <laughs> Probably not. No. No. I'm going to uh, fiddle with him tomorrow. <laughs> Um, good because um, I don't know how to sit still uh, hello to Dave on the emails um, after you identified the rich name of dad's passing on clumsy gifts I was tangentially uh, reminded of the time I left my family home to start at university after going for the obligatory farewell pint on my dad we returned home and I packed the car with the essentials needed to move into student halls at this point my dad informed me that he wasn't coming to Manchester with my mother and I but would follow us up in a couple of hours as he had things to do I did query the logic behind this at the time, but my mum instructed uh, not to pursue this uh, line of questioning, as it was my dad's way of dealing with an emotional goodbye. This didn't ring quite true, but I didn't think anything more of it. Anyway, uh, so my mum and I made the hour-long trip from Southport to Manchester, where I was shown to my accommodation at student halls. As with most student accommodation, although pleasant enough, it would be best described as having limited space. I got settled in, unpacked the few things I'd brought with me, which pretty much filled the room and uh, made myself at home. Around an hour later, my dad phoned me to say he'd arrived at the halls and asked if I would meet him in the car park. 
It was there that I found that he had made the decision to borrow a small van from his friend and then load it uh, with every single possession of mine, along with anything out of my bedroom, <laughs> including furniture. <laughs> my God. As this was moving in day and there were hundreds of people milling about, I felt it was best to avoid a scene and just go along with it. Luckily, my room was on the ground floor, uh, but this just encouraged him to reverse up to the window and start chucking everything in at a speed that made it difficult to determine exactly what was quickly piling up in the room. Items such as a punch bag, bedside table, mountain bike, lamps, even childhood toys that he'd brought down from the loft began piling up alongside bags of clothes and bedding. Much to his annoyance, even he had to concede that there was no room for an armchair, a double mattress, a chest of drawers or a wardrobe, so he begrudgingly uh, took those to the local tip. This ended with... <laughs> God. <laughs> this ended with him shaking my hand and stating, you live here now and I've got plans for your room. Before driving back home and leaving me to try and work out how I was going to store all of this gear for the next 12 months. He visited me twice while I lived at those halls, both times passing me things that were too good to throw away. A ripped footstool and a large TV that overheated and turned itself off after 20 minutes. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Dave, I think that might be the most heartbreaking email we've ever read out and we've read out some stinkers. <laughs> Dave. Dave. I'm stunned Dave, by this. Do you want to come and live with me, mate? Yeah. I, just, I mean, don't bring any of that stuff, but yeah. I mean, I just feel, I just feel. Why like your dad's so weird? Why your dad's so. Like your dad refused to go on holiday with you because he wanted to fit a burglar alarm. Yes. And that's a lie. I know. Isn't it? They just want their own space. Yeah. They made bad decisions early on in their life and they're just trying to claw a bit of control back, but they can't. Yeah. That's dad's, really sad. That's, that's bad crack, as my dad would say. My dad would never do that. My dad would never, ever do that, like that, like that Dave's saying there. No. My dad can't fucking drive, so <laughs> I've got away scot-free on that one. I, I never, I've never ever thought my dad's anything other than like a really very, very nice man. But like he would never do that. I mean, if I went back there now at almost 40, he would have me back there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For a bit. For a bit, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, Chris has emailed in as well with another weird dad <laughs> story. He says, hi guys, enjoyed the discussion about dad gifts on uh, the last show. Uh, I think it was a while ago, but, but anyway. So when I got married in 2014, my dad gave me a pair of signed and framed Sugar Ray Leonard boxing trunks. Because... <laughs> Because he couldn't afford to give me any money towards the wedding. Oh. I didn't expect him to give me any money, let alone a pair of boxing trunks. The frame was massive. It took me six months to sell, and I got £200 for them. I have no idea if that was their true monetary value. Chris. <laughs> um, Chris, I looked them up, and I felt like that item of sporting history should be worth more than £200. I mean, Sugar Ray is one of the greatest boxers of all time. Yeah. But according to eBay, £200 looks about right. So yeah. You've done all right there. Those kind of things, you always think they're worth more than But they've probably signed loads of them over the years. Yeah, exactly. Also, um, yeah, unless they're match one, but then how can you really tell? I always sort of think match Just one. Give them a sniff. Give them a little sniff, sniff. Yeah, Hello at lukeandpeacher.com to get in touch with. Mm. I mean, that's a very, very good set of emails there. <laughs> Bangers, weren't they? Yeah. For um, our return. I've got one more, Pete, um, for you, just specifically because sometimes when I read these emails, I think, oh, Pete will really like that and he'd right. be interested in it. Um, it's from Sam and he says, hi guys, bit late to the party on this one, so apologies if this has already been brought up. On the theme of music video game tie-ins, one that sprung to mind for me was Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. Yes, good game, good game. Each of the levels were essentially Jacko's different music videos, mm. um, and the premise of each level was to save a number of children that were hidden throughout the scene before progressing. Perhaps somewhat troubling given the later alleged revelations. Anyway, love the show. Um, keep up the good work, Sam. Um, are we have, have we spoken about the game Moonwalker? I remember he could throw his hat. Couldn't Mate, he? I played that in the arcade bar. When? At the weekend. In. Mm. Michigan, Milwaukee. 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 Do you have to put a quarter in? 
Uh, it was like a little token system. You put a dollar in. You got loads of quarters. I played Super Sprint as well. I played. Oh, I played loads of games that I really enjoyed. Brilliant. Uh, they also had, you know, like um, football. Um, uh, the old, uh, the old uh, baby foot. Yeah. Um, they had like a hockey version of that, mm. and it was really cool. So I got, well I got, a, I got a message from my father-in-law, the great LC. Oh yeah, I saw him briefly, very briefly. Yeah. I saw me and his dad as well. He texted me Mom, saying, "Jesus, yeah." He said, "Milwaukee, Pete. Really? There's not much in Milwaukee. It's like going to Boston for a show and then going to Newark. There's no reason to go. There is no reason to go." <laughs> it was good. I went to the little globes. I saw a fucking um, banyan tree, and they have got these amazing roots, right, that come from the top of the tree. And they just go down searching for water. So they sort of basically, these like kind of big tendrils come off the top of them. And then they go down and the, and the roots go back into the ground from the top of the tree. And they get thicker and thicker and thicker. So they just look like separate trees, but they're not. They're connected to one big main tree. And the banyan tree was one of the levels in Jet Set Willy. <laughs> I, think, I think fascinating. I sometimes think I'm the only human being on earth who could do a show with you. What do you mean? Because this is... This is mad stuff now. Banyan tree. Have a look. It's fucking brilliant. I want people to tell me if they're from Milwaukee or they've visited there, what's the things you can only see or do in Milwaukee and nowhere else? Yeah, I mean, the banyan tree was in a uh, like a display that someone set up. It wasn't like... <laughs> it, it wouldn't be able to survive, I imagine, because of cactuses and stuff as well. So, you know, <laughs> right. little, little um, poison dart frogs. I saw a poison dart frog... But um, they only get poisoned by eating a particular kind of ant, which obviously they don't have access to in this kind of biodome thing yeah. that they had set up. Um, so, you, you, you know, just, I mean, don't touch them either way, but they were completely non-poisonous poison dart ones. So, pussies. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, do you know poison pussy. dart frogs carry their tadpoles on their back and, and move them from puddle to puddle? Do they? Oh, yeah. that's adorable. Yeah, Lovely old job. Jump on board, take them to the next puddle, stick yeah. them in there, keep an eye on them, take them again. Oh, baby. Can't like taking your kid to school. I use the same nappy for my nine children. This is a BBC uh, news piece that's just come up. I think we're out of time. Yeah. I think we've got to go. All right. We're 32 minutes in, mate. We're going to have to get out of here. We're 38 we're, years old. We're back on Monday. Who knows what form the show is going to take? Um, your guess is as good as mine. We'll see what kind of mood Pete Donaldson's in. Um, a very fruity one today. And mm. I make no apology for that. Uh, I apologise for the joke, Alan. No, it's, it's bad taste. I did wrong. I, th- I think we both know what side of the coin I'm on. You know, I'm not. I'm not a fascist. That's what a fascist would say. This was a Stakhanov production. Right, come on, Ben Shapiro, let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>